0: Hi neighbor, welcome to the Anchors of Encouragement podcast. Since I'm just beginning this conversation with you, I wanted to take a few of our first episodes and answer the following question. What are Anchors of Encouragement? You're going to hear me talking about biblical guidance, self-awareness, and healthy boundaries. These are my three main anchors. These three anchors are supported by the main anchor of the podcast, which is encouragement. These are the core principles of this podcast. In today's episode, let's look at one of these anchors so you can have a better understanding of what it means. Let's dig in. Today, we will consider the Biblical Guidance Anchor. Would you like to realize your potential and use the gifts you have been given? Then maybe it's time to ignore the critics. Hi, neighbor. Welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Have you ever been told you're failing your kids? Life can be tough. Storms in life are inevitable, but there are ways to remain anchored when life knocks the wind out of you. In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor. To teach you biblical solutions for modern day problems so that you can weather the storms of life too if you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms this podcast is for you hope and healing are on the way One of the mindset traps that prevents people from realizing their potential and using their gifts is listening to critics. To illustrate this and to show you how you can avoid this mindset trap, I would like to share a story with you. This story is almost 2,000 years old. It comes from the book of Mark, chapter 14. Mark, chapter 14, beginning in verse 3. Speaking about Jesus, it says, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, As he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard, and she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor, and they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. That's a very short story, but it's a powerful story to illustrate this concept. Here we have a woman who is identified in one of the uh, parallel gospel accounts in John chapter 12 as Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Mary bought this expensive oil. And what she did was she poured it or anointed it on Jesus's head and she was criticized for doing this. But Jesus stopped it. Jesus nipped it quickly. He says, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. You can always give uh, money to the poor, but I'm not always going to be around. And so he goes on to praise her for what she did. Now we want to dig a little bit deeper into this and see Why you should ignore your critics, because I think this story spells it out. The first reason you should ignore your critics is because critics typically have ulterior motives. It says in verse 5 of Mark 14, For this might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. That sounds good. But let's look at what one of the other gospel accounts says. John chapter 12. It says in verse 4, Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, Who would betray him said, okay, and this is Judas, okay, it's already skeptical about Judas. Judas said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Again, it sounds good, but then John inserts here what's going on. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Judas had an ulterior motive. He wanted that uh, oil to be sold so he could keep the money and then he would steal. Critics are going to have an ulterior motive. It's typically not about you at all. It's something that they've got some weakness, some issue that they have. With Judas, it was greed. He was a thief. The second reason you should ignore your critics is that if you don't, you're being unfair to yourself and others by not using your unique gifts. Think about that. Had Mary listened to the critics here, she would have been unfair to herself and Jesus. She was doing a good thing. So think about that next time people are criticizing you. Don't be unfair to yourself or others. The third reason you should not listen to your critics is because God will be pleased if you don't. If you ignore your critics, God will be pleased. That's what Jesus did. Jesus praises her in this. Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. That's something to have him to speak up for you. God will be pleased. The bonus reason why you should ignore your critics is this. You will encourage others. Listen to what Jesus says in Mark chapter 14, verse 9. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the whole world, what this woman did will also be spoken of as a memorial to her. 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this woman. She's not mentioned a lot in scripture but this story about what she did is mentioned and we're still talking about her. That's encouraging. As we begin to wrap up this episode, I would like to say something specifically to adoptive parents. If you're parenting a child of adoption trauma, chances are you will be criticized. I know in our case, we were told we were either too strict or we were too lenient, or we didn't know what we were doing. And in one case, we were told that we were failing our kids. Which is it? It can't be all of the above. I know we made mistakes. I'm going to own up to that. But the thing is, we did the best we could. And that's what I want to encourage you. You've got to ignore your critics and do what you can now. Whether you are an adoptive parent or not, I believe this anchor of biblical guidance can be helpful in your life too. So let's get to the Daily Doable and see how we can apply it. It's simple today. Ignore your critics and get in the game of life. I've given you reasons why you should ignore the critics. Make sure you're doing that. Ignore them. Get in the game of life and do what you can. Here's a way you can start to identify how you can uh, use your gifts. With pen to paper, write down things you're good at. Now, if you're having trouble thinking of things you're good at, ask a friend. Your friends can help you to identify those things you're good at. And then use this story as inspiration. Use it as inspiration to begin doing using your gifts for others. This podcast is just a few episodes old. But every time I sign off, there's a phrase that I use. Do what you can now. Maybe you've connected the dots already. But this story about Mary and what she did. As Jesus says, she has done what she could. That's the inspiration for it my sign-off. Do what you can now. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Modlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.